listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm so excited to have with me just this delightful being of a person. And as soon as he starts talking, you probably already can feel him, actually, just by being on the phone here with him. But he is, gosh, let me see, the words really pale in comparison to the experience of him. When you're in his presence, you just know, you know that you've been touched by goodness. And he moves through the world in such an amazing way. His name is Stephen Hollywood Bennett. And so I'm really excited to have him here. But he's just one of those individuals who loves life and really just uplifts everything everywhere he goes. And so I don't want to get too far into it because I know he has a lot of really cool information to share with us. And so I'll let him just say hello. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Oh, you are quite welcome. I'm so delighted to have you here. So Hollywood. So first, let's talk about superpowers. So what are your superpowers? Let's see. Focus. Yeah, definitely focus as far as thought goes, for sure. That's number one for me, I think. And it's my ability to you know, imagine things into being. I really, really appreciate that part of me and and to make people's day and attract people into my life and that kind of thing. Mm, I love that. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about the concept of Hollywood. Where'd that come from? Hollywood. Well, that, let's see. Well, I was born prematurely and my twin brother passed away pretty young, very young, actually. So we were both uh, amniotic twins. And so I was sick in the hospital for a long time. And once he was buried in the ground, I suddenly recovered just like that. Mm. And I think that's where the Hollywood thing came from. He's buried in Hollywood Hills. So that's part of it too. Oh, very cool. So what do you attribute that to? His passing and the miraculous recovery? The sudden recovery? Well, before I was thinking it was just God wanted me here for a real good purpose but now that I'm into thought so thought manifestation thing I think it was literally me just deciding I want to be here Mm. not going back to that other you know the non-physical whatever you want to call it yet I'm going to be here and I'm going to for the joy of creating my life the way I want it to be so Mm, very magical so you mentioned God so have your have your thoughts around that shifted some or what's your perspective I would say basically God is, I don't really like the word God as much. I would say it's more like source or, you know, just a higher vibration that we kind of go to, that we can tap into while we're here and that we go to when our bodies die as well. So mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's what I think it is. So you have some, what I would call some really cool, well, I'm going to call them challenges. So we talk a lot here on the show about how our superpowers usually start off as challenges in our existence. And then once we neutralize those challenges, then we're able to use those superpowers for good. And so you've equipped yourself with some pretty interesting challenges this lifetime. How do you put all that together? How do you reconcile that? Or what superpowers do you think they're leading you to? Oh, boy. Well, first of all, I think it's pretty much about figuring out how you want to feel in every moment, how you want to feel about whatever is going on in your life. I think that as I become more deliberate in my thoughts and everything, it leads me to higher vibrations that's leading me to much better and better and better things coming up and I'll be able to refine it to where I can literally just focus on something for not very long and things will kind of come into my life 
I mean, not, not like instantly. That takes all the fun out of you. Just want to fo <laughs> just focus instantly and then there it is. It's kind of more fun to mold it like, like clay, like playing with Play-Doh or clay. And it's literally what it is. It's energy that you're molding with your thoughts. It's the most powerful thing ever. Mm. More powerful than weather. I mean, weather, I love weather because that's like, if there wasn't weather, we couldn't live on this planet. So other than vibration, that's number one. Number two, actually. Number one is vibration, energy, you know. So one of the first things I noticed about you is your vision. You have such an amazing vision and an ability to see in such Not a unique way. <laughs> well, and that's what intrigues me is that, you know, you mentioned it's not the physical vision as we would most often kind of see it. But what's fascinating to me is that as I journey on, on my journey more, the physical vision to me serves as almost more of a hindrance than a benefit. I Can you it, speak yeah. to that? I think it depends what you're focused on. Like if you can imagine things in your mind the way you want them to be, I mean, I could see how that could be a bit of a hindrance because like if you have the ability to literally look inside yourself and see things the way you want them to be, it'll be easier than, oh, you know, looking at, here's something I want. And then I look at this current reality and literally looking at it and saying, ah, it's not here yet. If you lose that sight, you gain more of a, you can use your imagination more easily. Have you never had use of physical sight? I don't remember it, but when I was very young, apparently I had some sight. And I lost it about four or five, I think. I don't know. So given your journeying and your discovery of self, like what do you attribute that to? Oh, just sifting through the contrast of life and deciding what I want and focusing on that more and more. And of course, I discovered Abraham Hicks several months ago. I don't know if you know about them, the guest mm -hmm. channels, yep. these non-physical beings, but and that kind of thing really kind of catapulted me into, into this whole thing. Because before, I knew for sure, because like they say, I've heard in school and stuff like that, that people with disabilities are more vulnerable to bullying and all that. But I figured out for myself, you know what, that's really, if you want to believe that, that'll be your experience. But that's not, that hasn't been so true for me, because I've always has attracted wonderful people into my life. I mean, mm. there was one little period when I was very, when first grade, I think I was bullied, but that was it, literally. From then on out, it was literally girls all around me and, and life was really neat. You know, oh, so, very cool. So it's all about your, how you feel about it. If you feel vulnerable, you're going to be vulnerable. If you don't, just the way life should be. I think if you feel like you're supposed to feel like you're, you're almost invincible where you're going to be. And those people who are on that vibration are going to gravitate towards you. And those who aren't, you know, yeah, they'll just go off and do their own thing. It's okay for them to be around, but they won't be a part of your experience. Mm, I like that. So do you consider yourself to have disabilities? Nope, not me, not anymore. I used to really want to be with other people who are blind or autistic, but that's not a priority for me anymore because I know it's the attitude that creates the kind of vibrational, the, the kind of climate for the, what you're going to attract. So for me, that means I'll attract great people into my life if I'm on that high vibration. It doesn't matter what they have or don't have as far as disability. It's literally the attitude that makes a difference. Mm, I really like that. The other thing, so we mentioned that the first thing I noticed about you was your vision, but the second thing is the energy around you. And so you appear to me more than most to be in constant movement. Yeah, and around me, I've heard. Yeah, I don't see that as much as I see the energy and the vibrations. And so I'd imagine other people who have that 
more as yeah. their superpowers would see that in you. I feel the light from you, but it's the constant motion. Like it's a kinesthetic ripples that come off of you. And, and some of it would be easy to see physically you're in motion, but the vibration around you is very rapid. I'd imagine you do. And so I really like the idea of how you represent that because it, you hear a lot about kids in school. And, and actually, we'll do a shout out to you know David Kogan's son, Max, who does the fidgets and then the toys and stuff. And they're seeing that well, they're not toys. We play with them. Maybe they are toys. I don't know, but they're amazing oh, to keep yeah. the energy going. And, and you hear a lot of backlash about kids in school who can't sit still and can't pay attention. But then when I see people like you, and I've seen it in others, where really the vibration just emanates off of them, that we're in constant motion all the time. Mm-hmm. What is your experience of that physically or how that feels to you? Physically, well... I gotta tell you, these days I do not need that much in the way of sleep. I mean, I, I still sleep, but I don't sleep nearly much. I stay up until two in the morning and then go to bed and get up around seven thirty, eight o'clock, and I'm wide awake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's all about vibration. I mean, when you're on this high vibration, you just don't need as much of that because when you're sleeping, your thought momentum stops, and you know we're here to create, so we got to keep that momentum going. So you know that that's why I like to be awake a lot more than sleep. I don't want to miss mm. anything. <laughs> I like that. So talk to me about like a day in the life of Hollywood. So what does that look like? Lots and lots and lots of deliberate thinking about what I want. That's number one. I'm not, as far as physically, I walk around a lot. I mean, I don't even need like a track or anything. It's walk around the backyard in the house. And, the, you know, I get up and I have cookies for breakfast. Nice. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's I another thing, it. you know, if you, I don't pay attention to nutrition facts or anything like that. I do believe that certain things are needed to keep your body going. But if you're on this high vibration, you can eat whatever you feel. It will give you what you need as far as nutrition thing goes. Mm. But, you know, that's, I have cookies for breakfast and then I have like frozen something for lunch and then dinner. My mom usually makes me dinner and we go out sometimes to lunch and sometimes we, you know, the big thing is for me, I just feel it. I just feel Wonderful things are coming. I don't have a schedule. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool to just be flexible and kind of wing it and then do kind of what feels good to you in the moment and that kind of thing. I'm outside mm. a lot too. I do. And then, but then you also make pies, right? We make raindrop pies. Yep. So talk to me about those. Yeah, those are yummy, delicious. Yeah, we make the make them for farmers market on Saturdays. You take the pie and you make the pie and you put the filling in and you put a raindrop on top and make the raindrop from the raindrop cutter thingy or whatever it's called and then you plop it in the oven and go for it it looks really neat very cool what farmer's market do you have those at it's uh old town scottsdale that's yeah old town scottsdale oh very cool well then we'll make sure to mention that and people can go check you out that's perfect so what got you into raindrop pies well i love raindrops (laughs) (laughs) i love pie so it's all good you know, <laughs> so you put them together. Well, and you and I have had talks too because yeah. because you you use the word you coined the word ploppage. Ploppage. And <laughs> and we and we discussed how uh, how it probably wasn't the best branding to call them ploppage pies. So I think that. Exactly. Oh, so baking with my mom too. So oh, that's perfect. So where did the love of weather and rain and thunderstorms come from? Well, I was very young. I was well, probably as far back as I can remember. Back when I was two or three, I think I started loving it. And then 
in school, 1997-98, that winter, we had an El Nino, we were in California, and there was a lot of rain that year. That's really where I really consciously got started with that, I think. That year was incredible. There was thunderstorms in the springtime, and I just wanted to be home all the time and outside in the weather, and of course, I'll be able to do that now here, but, you know, that's where it started. And then, I gotta tell you, in, uh, we were in Northern California 2000, in 2003, this is always going to stick in my memory, and I was outside flinging water up in the air. I wasn't thinking about bringing rain specifically, but flinging the water up in the air every single day. And then at the end of the summer, we had rain, boy. We had rain and we had, well, it started with humidity and we had rain and thunderstorms. And it's in Northern California in July and August. I mean, they usually don't get that, but it's pretty cool. Wow. So what do you think our connection is to weather? We're directly connected with it. I, I think there's a direct, it's like part of us. We got the heart, we got the organs, all that. We got all the skin and stuff and then we got weather weather is attached to us we're from the from a non-physical and physical standpoint we're we're directly connected directly Mm. affected yeah that's why i don't watch the weather channel because they talk about it as if we're separate and nature is bigger than us we gotta run inside when there's weather coming in all that kind of thing we have deliberate you know we have some we have some influence over things because everything starts vibration and thought and all that kind of thing if you think like i said if you think you're gonna be okay you're you're gonna be okay i'm not, I'm not afraid of like the lightning storms and things. i'll go out in the middle of it <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll go out there and i'll you know it's incredible to hear that thunder crack above my head <laughs> it's pretty sweet i was outside in uh i'm gonna talk a little bit about, about weather here i was outside in uh new york at front yard of my dad's house and there's a thunderstorm off in the distance a lightning bolt cracked above my head it literally sounds out of like you light up uh you know you use a lighter you know like lighting sound that kind of mm. thing it sounded like a lighter and there's a big crack of thunder right afterward that was really sweet <laughs> that's awesome so do you think that that's true of everybody you know that everyone is connected or do you think that certain ones of us like chose that specific connection to weather i think everyone's connected but we don't usually it's not really a problem everyone can have their own opinion and everything but it we don't usually know that consciously so we we think that we have to rely on the purely rely on the meteorologists to tell us what the weather is going to be and plan accordingly i mean mm-hmm. i still listen to the I check the app on my phone for the weather mostly. I don't listen to the forecast anymore. I think about what I want it to be and leave it at that. I like yeah, it. Pretty much. Very yeah. cool. So what's next for Hollywood? What's on your purview for the future? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. Well, we're going to start a video blog thing. We're going to do lots of baking and have just lots of fun with it. And, of course, there will be some storms in there, too. <laughs> lots of those. Of course. Of course, I wouldn't want to video everyone because I want to be out there by myself enjoying it sometimes. But, you know, but yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And we're going to, uh, oh, and I'm going to do product testing too. I did that with the fidget thing. And, you know, I'm going to do lots of that. And I'm, I think I'm going to make a pretty darn good living off of product testing. And I tried some beef jerky from Farmer's Market and it's delicious. <laughs> I like it. Well, and I like you said something really, really, really important. And I think it's easy for those of us who are creative and we, we, you know, we we have an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, I think sometimes we take what we love and then and then we go about making a business out of it. And sometimes we forget 
to just enjoy the thing that we love for ourselves also. I hear that a lot from business owners, especially who, when it comes to social media or taking pictures and posting, and, and it becomes more of a chore, and we forget or we lose touch with what it was that where our passion lied within it to begin with. And, yeah, you know, um, feeling of you know, inspiration when you first wanted to do it, yeah. Yeah, and it, I think it's such a crucial point because, well, and maybe it be, once it becomes like a business opportunity or a venture, we feel like, you know, to just give ourselves permission to be in it and to play in it is somehow irresponsible. Yeah. Well, it's all about fun. That's what I say. Life is supposed to be fun all the time. I think so. Yeah. And, and I think it's possible. And it, if I could encapsulate you in any sort of, you know, easy package, it would be around that as a concept and showing people the importance of that and really paying attention to where our thoughts lie and how we perceive of things. And it really is that simple. Yeah, it is that simple. And of course, you're going to have those days where you're a little down. But when you're on the higher vibration frequencies, you're going to have less of those days. When you do, you're more in touch with your emotions. So you know how to handle it. And you don't know, you don't have to go to other people and tell them all about your problems and amplify the the problem. Mm. (laughs) And then, of course, you get back on the higher frequency quickly and you can have a wonderful life. Mm, I love that. That's perfect. So, so what advice would you have for others who perhaps, you know, maybe other people are labeling them with disabilities or they themselves even feel like they've got some, what advice would you have for those folks? I would say, well, if they're ready to hear it, first of all, it wasn't an accident. This wasn't an act. There are no accidents. Everything is attracted, I believe. But uh, as far as a disability goes, you chose to be here to be as non-conformable as possible so that you could literally be like society couldn't put you in a box and make you do things their way. And you're here to you're here to teach other people that, you know, that that's kind of just how you get what you want and you're supposed to get everything you want in life because you're a creator, you know? That's what we're all here for. We're here to create our lives, not just regurgitate other things that other people have created and come up with all that, all that kind of thing. Mm. Do you think as a population we're ready to start evolving that on a more massive scale, our perspectives on disabilities and conformity? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're there yet, but I think we're, I mean, for, for, for your audience, that those people are probably more in that higher kind of frequency. And I know more people are deliberately, creating their lives too out there. I, I, I believe that for sure. I think slowly it should trickle out there and I wouldn't want to put this on TV or, you know, something like that. Oh yeah, you create your reality. Most people don't, don't believe that. I, I think mm-hmm. but it's okay. You know, we're, we're going to get there. Well, and it takes courage and bravery for those of us who see it that way to continue to affirm that and to show examples and to, you know, hold people's hands and to say it's okay. And, and this is what you, if, if you're starting to have those inklings and, you know, this is to all you listening who maybe you've just started wondering if there's some aspects of your existence or your past or your characteristics that may have appeared to be a challenge or a hindrance before and start asking yourselves, well, is it possible that there's a superpower in there somewhere? Because in my experience, there always is, you know, it's, it goes along with the whole saying, you know, your mess is your message. 
we go through stuff for a reason. And, and I have, you know, I choose to believe that because otherwise, you know, what's the point? <laughs> it's like life would be yeah. pretty, uh, pretty boring otherwise and painful, you know, and I don't think it has to be. Yeah. I'm really proud of myself these days. I think I've accomplished a whole lot. I mean, not what people would typically think of, but Hey, I brought myself back from horrible, horrible, illness when I was young. And ever since then, I really have not had a sick day except maybe a couple here and there, but that, that's pretty huge. You know? Yeah, that's, that's huge. I'm deliberately molding my thoughts into what I want. And that, that is ginormous. I'm really proud of that. I think you should be. And, and I love the perspective that you have on where we look to moving forward. And I think you and others really stand to help people see things differently which is, you know, to me, one, one of your biggest gifts. Yeah, thanks. Um, absolutely. Yeah, well, about, you know, I've heard, I've heard in school, of course, I teach you history and everything, but it's only a certain timeline, like back toward the, you know, like the cavemen and everything. But I've heard of civilizations going back, way, way, way back before that, that mm-hmm. were more advanced in far, as far as thought goes. I wonder how the pyramids were made and everything. On, I've heard like, History Channel episodes or something. That wonder how those things were made. You know, there must have been some major equipment in there, and it's really all about thought. If we really believed it, we could manifest whatever we want right now in this very instant. Like we don't want to do that because we like the journey along the way. It's like taking a vacation. You know, you don't want to just be there and say, "Well, I'm going home now." I tend to agree with you. I think that we're seeing more and more evidence of really sophisticated societies. And then what's fascinating to me is that a lot of times then they're just gone. And, you know, why that is and, and what happens, you know, we, we're constantly searching for, I think, because we're, we tend to be fairly fear-based, you know, we're searching for why some of those civilizations might may have kind of disappeared. And I think we tend to do that because we are wanting to prepare for that for ourselves. But ironically, I think in doing that, we miss the point. And perhaps societies, when they reach a certain level of evolution, simply disappear. You know, they simply go into a frequency that isn't, you know, is no longer here or or the physical environment doesn't support that level of frequency. And, And the idea that groups of people and whole civilizations could do that together is pretty fascinating to me. That's really neat. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. So, well, that, that sounds like another, another podcast show we could do together to talk about where did all these civilizations go and what happened and what did they know that perhaps we're starting to become ready to rediscover? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, we're kind of, I mean, you look at that and you look at where we are and we're kind of in the dark ages as far as thought goes compared to where they were. But it's okay because they, their civilization died out. They made their transition into non-physical, and they're right here, and we can tap into that if we want. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's then you that. throw on then you throw on top of it the whole like time space continuum collapsing and everything happening in a nanosecond. You know, the past, the present, and the future, and and now we've got a really fascinating conversation. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Sweet. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I know people are going to want to know more about you. Is there somewhere we can send them to, like your Facebook page, or is there a website or something you want to send them off to? Yeah, uh, vanillaswirl.com. I have a section on there. Cool. Very cool. Well, we can send them over there, and they can find out more. They can come to the Old Town Scottsdale Farmer's Market here in Arizona and support you there with your raindrop pies. Mm-hmm. and. 
to all of you around the world who are listening, you know, always you can connect energetically and just get your fair share of Hollywood here as he continues to spread his light into the world. A little slice of Hollywood for you. I like it. <laughs> plenty, well, plenty, plenty of me to go around. So. Uh, you know, I think you're probably right about that. So, Hollywood, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And I'm also on there's Hollywood Heroes Adventures YouTube channel, too. Ooh, I like that, too. Well, cool. Yep. Well, we'll give him a link to that also. All right. Well, very Sweet. cool. And, and to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and yep. change the world. Take care. There you go. Thank you. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.